0: Good morning. A warm welcome from St. Saviour's Church, if you are joining our worship on the phone or online today, on this, the third Sunday of our season of Epiphany. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Almighty God, whose Son revealed in signs and miracles the wonder of your saving presence, renew your people with your heavenly grace and in all our weakness, sustain us by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 2, the wedding at Cana. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars, For the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons, Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up unto the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it, and when the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, for the servants who had drawn the water knew, The steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone who serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and the disciples believed in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So a few words about that reading, the wedding at Cana. I'm sure most of us at some time or other have been to a wedding, but thankfully not a wedding like those at the time of Jesus that potentially went on for a week. No wonder they ran out of wine. Usually the entire village would be invited, as well as the bride and groom's large extended families. In a life where there was much poverty and constant hard work, A wedding was an occasion of great joy and festivity. There would be much dancing and merriment and feasting on good food and wine, which was especially appreciated when most lived in relative poverty. Weddings were big events that needed careful saving for. And wine was an essential part of a celebration. The rabbis said that wine was a gift and a blessing from God, which gladdens the human heart. And without wine there is no joy. It was the added extra to a very basic diet, and essential in feasting and religious festivals, so much so that a responsibility was on the community to provide wine for the poor during religious festivals. So imagine a wedding where the wine runs out. Not all Israelites were drunkards, though. They drank their wine diluted and drunkenness was considered a disgrace. But in the Middle East, the failure to provide enough was seen as an offence against a sacred duty of hospitality and a cloud of humiliation would have hung over the couple, not an auspicious start to a marriage. But Mary noticed and was concerned enough to appeal to Jesus. Was this a family wedding then perhaps? Some think she may have been the groom's aunt. But what did she expect Jesus to do about it, I wonder? Jesus seemed initially reluctant to intervene. Seemingly, the time was not yet right. Jesus worked on God's timing, not on human timing. But after we presume some prayerful thought, Jesus responded to the needs in front of him. He rescued the groom from inevitable disgrace. A gesture of compassion may be, but for those with eyes to see, there was more here than compassion. For the Gospel writer describes this miracle as the first of Jesus' signs. Signs which point beyond themselves to a deeper reality. To who Jesus really is, they reveal to us Jesus' glory. Just before this episode, Jesus told Nathanael to expect to see greater things, the heavens opened and the angels of God descending. And here is the beginning of that vision unfolding. And we too are privileged, along with the disciples, to witness here the heavens opening. There is so much imagery here in this story. And to understand something of this, we need to go back to the Jewish scriptures to our old testament what does this abundant abundant extravagant supply of superb wine signify this is far more than the needs of a village wedding at the time of jesus it was expected that their messiah would bring in a new age symbolized as a great banquet a feast of rich foods and abundant well-matured wines to which all will be invited. Wine, then, is a symbol of God's promised future salvation. The time is coming, says the Lord, when the mountain shall drip sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it and I will restore the fortunes of my people. We have another image here too, the image of marriage. In the Old Testament, marriage is used to symbolise the covenant relationship between God and his people. God is often described as the husband of Israel and Israel so often as the unfaithful wife. The prophet Isaiah gives us an image of God as the bridegroom rejoicing in his bride at the end of the present age when he will make a new, permanent and unbreakable marriage covenant with his people Israel, because the Holy Spirit will write the new marriage covenant on their hearts. And so the great banquet at the end of the age will be God's wedding feast, the renewal of Israel's covenant with God, as Isaiah had promised. Yet Jesus spoke of himself too, as the bridegroom, inviting all, To that great banquet. And here he stands at a Jewish wedding, the true bridegroom, providing an extravagant abundance of wine, hoping his disciples will begin to understand something of who he is, so much greater than the Jewish expected Messiah. He is God's Son, who is giving them a foretaste of the abundant joy of God's kingdom. He is the true Bridegroom, God with us, Emmanuel, offering us all the gifts of this new age. No longer then will the water be required for ceremonial washing before coming into the presence of the Lord God. The old has been a preparatory step to something much greater. Now we will be made clean and able to enter into God's presence, but through the death. And resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are invited to drink the best wine, which is Jesus Himself, the true vine, the extravagant new wine of the kingdom. We are invited to drink deeply, to experience a deep joy and peace, a deep assurance of his great love and faithfulness towards all creation. He is offering us abundant new life in all its fullness. He said, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. But the servants who knew the truth had to obey the second part of the commandment. They had to draw the water turned into wine and take it to the guests. We too are God's servants. God's gifts are not to be kept for ourselves, but must be given away to others. We cannot keep them to ourselves. We must share them if we too are to be transformed. So as we take communion today, let us remember the marriage covenant Christ made with us, the church, which he entered into through baptism. We are joined to him as the bride of Christ. And he promises to be with us now and every day. Amen. So let us pray. Almighty God, whose Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, may your people, illumined by your word and sacrament, shine with the radiance of his glory, that he may be known and worshipped and obeyed to the ends of the earth, for he is alive and reigns now and for ever. Amen. So let's join together in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. And the Lord bless you and watch over you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look kindly on you and give you peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. So thank you for joining us today. I wish you every blessing for the coming week.